This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Today, I am bringing one of my favorite people in the insurance industry onto the TPP to talk about Shenango brokers and why they should be your wholesaler of choice for admitted markets, period. And that's my man, John Mason. John, what's going on? Dave, thanks for having me today. Um, We're real excited about a uh, commercial lines comparative rater that we've developed for agents to use are absolutely free that will give them access to a multitude of admitted carriers and they can use the agents can use this portal uh, for their own direct carriers as well as carriers that Shenango represents and get side by side. And if an agent happens to represent one of the direct carriers that we have on the portal, they can actually put their own code in there and write the business with uh, their code, their carrier directly, and still get quotes from the other carriers that we offer. Wow. That's impressive. Well, you know, in a time where um, we all need to access as many good markets as we possibly can and simultaneously keep our overhead down in our agencies, uh, the it's important for agents to be able to do that and not have to unnecessarily spend hundreds of dollars a month on rating portals when we can deliver it to them for free and it gets better. In, in certain states, particularly in the Northeast, we represent a lot of regionals and those regionals tend not to be on the portal, but we can take the, in, 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 the information that an agent has input and if it's in one of those states, we have other markets that aren't on the portal. We can offer those to the agent, too, behind the scenes. It's something that's pretty easy for us to do. But, you know, we've got a multitude of top-rated, admitted, AM-best, A-rated carriers on here. Some of the carriers that Shenango represents that we have on here directly include Amtrust, Chubb, Liberty, Markel. Uh, we have monoline comp carriers like Employers and Pi. And then if agents represent uh, some of these other carriers, they are on the technology and on the portal. When they set and they set their own portal up, uh, they can add carriers like Arrowhead, Acuity, uh, Builders Insurance Service, CNA, 
Conquest, Coterie, Great American, and Hiscox. Wow. So what I'm hearing is, I know there are a lot of agencies out there that have been started by people that were producers that just didn't like it where they were. They thought the grass was greener on the other side. It typically is, truthfully, if you're in that position. But they go out and they start an agency and now they're faced with a million different options. And we're seeing this a lot, especially as people leave nationwide from being captive and move into the independent channel. Same thing with Allstate. I've seen a big migration away from farmers. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with any of these companies. It's just been a lot of people moving into the independent channel over the course of the last couple of years. Now they have to figure out what they're going to do. Are they going to go deal with a cluster? Are, you know, are they going to sell their soul contractually? And certainly there are really good clusters and, and aggregators out there. I'm friends with a lot of the people that own or run those. So by no means do I want anybody to think that that's a bad business model because it certainly makes sense for the right people. But I don't know that I've ever heard that we've had an option available to us where we have an online raider that we can use that A, will go in and help the quoting process speed up dramatically. B, will go to multiple places instead of just one to come back with options. And C, that doesn't cost anything, is free to use. And D, lets you write under your own number if you're appointed with one of the carriers that came back with a more competitive quote. My goodness, man, you're giving away the farm. Well, there's one other thing that I forgot to tell you. Um, you know, a lot of times when, when people have just left maybe being a producer, an agency employee, and they go out on their own, they we see handwritten accord forms. We see improperly <laughs> completed accord forms. And it's been that way for decades and it probably always will be. What this system does is it asks the questions in plain English. Uh, so you put, it asks you questions, you input the answers, it develops accord forms behind the scenes, but it connects on a real-time basis with these carriers and brings you back uh, eligible quotes. And if it's not, if the risk isn't eligible for a particular carrier, you'll get a message back that reflects that as well. And this is absolutely free. It's at a time when agents are being notified of extreme increases in some of their costs, including comparative raters, I think this is a real value-added tool. And all an agent needs to do to get access to this product is sign up with Shenango Brokers. Uh, we pay one master fee to our vendor that covers all the agents who belong to or members doing business with Shenango Brokers, and they are not necessitated to have to pay a monthly fee. That's good. I think the fact that it's easy to do business with a wholesaler is what leads us to choose who we're going to use as our wholesalers, man. And I mean, you're coming down to Key West. You're part of the crew that's going to be deep diving into commercial insurance here for, you know, a couple of days while we're all together. And, and one of the things we're going to talk about, you don't know this yet, but you do now because I'm getting ready to tell you is what does a good wholesaler look like to an agency? And I'm, I'm going to have a panel of agents that use wholesalers and I want them to vocalize what a good wholesaler is to them so that your side of the table can hear it. Then I want my wholesaler friends that are going to be there 
to talk about what a good agency looks like to a wholesaler. Because I think for, I think that, that my peer group, and I use that very loosely in this vernacular, I think that my peer group is under the impression that, you know, wholesalers are a dime a dozen and they just run through them like a knife through, you know, warm butter, right? Like a hot knife through butter. And they don't understand the real value that good, solid wholesale relationships bring to us. And I'm going to be very interested to see the body language in the room when we're talking, when we talk about what wholesalers think makes a good agency because I think we don't feel like we have to hold up to our end of the bargain. You already said it, man. Handwritten, poorly filled out accord forms, incomplete submissions, lack of detail. How in the world are you supposed to be able to go out and get numbers Right. when you get basically what amounts to what you could find your, they might as well just send you the client name and you could probably go out to public domain and find out more information than what you get on some of these submissions. Right. But I mean, I, you know, your dialogue is going to be great because we, we look at this here all the time. Most people assume if you're a wholesaler that you're just writing ENS business. And that couldn't be further from the truth. And we're licensed for ENS in a few states. We write very, very little of it. We prefer to work in the preferred standard and admitted lines. And, you know, as a wholesaler, one of the things we also look at is, you know, the quality of the submissions that come in here, because really the only where we're going to make our profit is when we do a good job for our insurance carriers and we earn contingencies. So that's something else that, you know, we look at from a wholesale perspective is the quality of the business that we get from a given agent. Not only, you know, ease of doing business with them and the quality of the applications, you know, we, we know pretty well where we're going to get good applications from. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about this. I mean, you didn't even make me take you to dinner, you know, before before you gave up the goods, man. You dove right into it, <laughs> right out of the box. So why don't you, why don't we just rewind for a couple of minutes? And I mean, I know we're about 10 minutes in, but why don't you talk a little bit about what your experience is, the story behind Shenango Brokers. And, and what it is that you do, I mean, what anything that you may have missed that you do, because this is your first time on the podcast, man. I mean, yes. you've spoken at some events and some other things, but there's 20,000 agents out there that are dealing in commercial insurance right now that probably haven't heard about Shenango, to be honest with you. And you, you know this, it's the constant battle we all face. So talk to them a little bit Absolutely. about your background, because I mean, just having the ability to deal with somebody of John's pedigree an experience who's walked, you know, not just a mile, but a hundred miles in our shoes is invaluable to me because it's not only about getting a number. I'm interested in talking to John about getting a strategy. And the one thing I know is the grayer the hair or the balder the person is, the more street intelligence they have and the more I can learn from them. And I can tell you just in passing the number of nuggets that I've picked up in conversation with John that he may or may not even know I was paying attention to is huge. And that's very important to me when we establish what our relationships are going to be in the agency. So John, talk a little bit about, you know, how your career started and what led you to Shenango. And then I want you to dive into a little bit more about what you're, what you're doing at Shenango. And then once we get through that, I want to talk about a few other things in terms of reasons people would want to use you outside of the Raider. And I can happily lead 
lead you down that road because I can tell you exactly what my thoughts are and why we enjoy using you at Florida Risk Partners. Sure. I appreciate the opportunity to do that. We'll talk first about the history. And then, as you know, I've got a commercial auto product that most wholesalers don't. So I do want to touch on that. Absolutely. I'm from a small town in the Catskill Mountains called Hancock, New York. I went in the insurance business in 1988. I bought a tiny little agency that was doing less than a quarter of a million dollars in the premium, paid way too much for it, damn near went broke. Thank God for the first national bank, the dad that I paid back many, many times. God bless you, Dad. Uh, in any case, uh, small personal lines agency, I began to acquire other little agencies in the area. Uh, I was brokering business to Shenango Brokers back in 1988 when I started. And using them, I was using other wholesalers. I finally got my, my first direct appointment uh, in 1990 with Allstate Insurance Company as an independent agent. The same week, I got an appointment as retail agent to a regional up here in New York called Preferred Mutual. Um, and I had my first child all in the same week. Just couldn't have gotten any better at that point in my life. And uh, so I continued to grow the agency, and I got the opportunity to start uh, brokering some business for Shenango Brokers. They came to me and said, why aren't you placing personal auto through us? This was about 96, 97. And I said, listen, I've got more markets than you do. And the guy said to me, you're right. And we had this discussion, and we became a vendor to the old Shenango brokers. And a couple of years later, when they were ready to sell, they were owned actually by the management of an insurance company, another regional here in New York. And uh, they came to me, they wanted to sell the book. We were the natural uh, choice to do so. We bought it. We brought the agency down into Hancock and we put everything under one roof where at that time I was also a retailer. And so long story short, I have owned a bunch of different types of insurance agencies, whether they be general independent agencies. I once owned a chain of bucket shops in the Bronx. That was a real experience. Back in 2004, I capitalized an insurance company. Uh, thank God nobody would give me any reinsurance. That's why I, I had to finally surrender my license and take my cash back. I know nothing about running an insurance company. They probably saved me lots of losses by not giving me reinsurance. So. When I bought Shenango, the the bulk of their agents were rural agents in the northern part of upstate New York. They were part-time farmers, part-time insurance agents, and part-time school bus drivers so that they could get their bennies. I immediately expanded the business down in the New York metropolitan area, as well as the three surrounding states uh, where we knew that we could do some business, and we began to grow. I have studied insurance marketing for many, many years. And at the time, about the same time I bought Shenango, I was really getting into marketing my retail agencies. And I decided to take the same strategies and apply them to my wholesale brokerage. And probably there's a good chance that people listening to this get spammed from me on a regular basis. You see me on social media. We're very aggressive marketers. And we hit a real home run. This is a good segue to the product I want to talk about. Back in the hard market that was going on in like 2002, 2003, 2004, we had a commercial auto product that we were running hot and heavy with. And we wrote several million dollars worth of it in the New York City area in that period of time. Well, Fast forward several years, we restarted our book of business 
with that carrier. We didn't write the commercial auto piece for a number of years, but we started writing it again in 2019. And we are licensed in well over 20 states with them. We write monoline commercial auto. We actually have two national carriers now who want uh, monoline commercial auto. One of them will write a $2 million combined single limit. And I cannot stress how important that is, uh, particularly in a marketplace like we're at now. Number one, you're going to get your customer much better protection. Number two, if you're trying to negotiate an umbrella, being able to say that you've got $2 million worth of paper with an AM best A plus rated carrier, it's going to make your job a lot easier. And number three, selfishly, it's for the benefit of the independent agent. You write that $2 million policy. There are very few other companies out there writing a 2 million CSL. It's going to be real hard for cheap Charlie who sells on price down the street to pluck that policy out of your book of business. Very few companies writing a 2 million CSL. Hey, let me ask you a question real quick. And I, I mean, I know I'm putting you on the spot and this is not something that I think any of us would want to hold you to per se, but I let's just say I've got an average auto risk. What's the percentage difference in premium between the million and the two million if I'm going to sell it, roughly? It's it, it's not a lot. It's going to be depend on the size of the fleet. It's going to depend on the state, the territory, et cetera. But we are very glad to offer both limits. If the, the producer just puts a note on the application, you want it quoted both one and two, happy to do it. Doesn't take long. Yeah, my my point in asking the question is, I want everybody to be thinking about this because. While we don't sell on price, we need to be cognizant of it. We can't be so far, you know, off base that we just look like idiots when we go in and present. And I think that if you're not taking advantage of the opportunity to quote both a one million and a two million on the combined and subsequently quoting the umbrella to show the difference in the premium on your umbrella between the two. Guess what? In some cases, it may be the difference of whether or not you can even get the umbrella, let alone get pricing efficiencies. But you can certainly make the argument that if you have a $2 million CSL on your auto, which in most cases is the most volatile of the coverages that the umbrella is writing over, you should be able to get enough pricing consideration on the umbrella to make the case for them to buy more on the underlying. That that brings me to two other points. The volatility, you're absolutely correct. That's the most volatile part of the commercial uh, package policy. I'm going to pay a 10% commission. You're going to own the business that you write with us, and I'm going to take the risk on the loss ratio. If you stop and think about uh, how much an agency values a contingency, that really that, that's, that could be worth tens of thousands of dollars a year to an agency. Now, on pricing, I think the other thing that's important, we've got you know, 20-some years of working with this carrier. We understand their systems very well. They don't like the name talked about as being in the wholesale marketplace, so I don't bring it up. But, but I will tell you, there are other wholesalers out there now who have this particular product. The difference is we've represented that insurance company for over 30 years. We... If you had them in Shenango for well over 20, we understand their systems. We understand how to get discounts. And I would be willing to bet a lot of money other uh, wholesalers or brokers or whoever's rating it 
probably going to miss because we understand, you know, how to apply the discounts and get a competitive price. So I'm going to give a real world scenario. Um, I mentioned to a friend of mine, this exact convert, not this conversation, but this product about, you know, why I would recommend you should probably talk to John at Shenango Brokers because he's got a pretty sweet deal with a, a, a rated Hempest auto carrier that will write monoline auto. And the comment was, no, thank you. I'd prefer not to give five points up to John. He doesn't need my money. <laughs> Let me explain to you how shallow and short-sighted that is. Here's, here's what John was saying, but I want to make sure that everybody listening to this understands it. Okay. This is not me bragging. I'm just telling you the truth. We get really nice contingency checks in our agency. It's not an accident. <laughs> we manage our profitability. Our auto owners rep will that we had prior. He's he's no longer with them now. But he when he first came in and told me that we were running really really good with a twelve percent loss ratio, I was pissed because I wanted it to be in single digits. That's how serious we are about managing profitability and maximizing contingencies. If I have a new account that's a contractor and I don't know what this thing, you know, looks like how the fleet safeties run, I know what the programs are that we're going to put in place, but in year 1, I don't know what the adoption's going to look like. You know, maybe they've had a couple of blips in the radar on the loss runs and we're still able to get them a couple of favorable options. This is what I want you to understand. If it's $100,000 in premium, and I choose to use John's program to place that, I'm going to get $10,000 in commissions from John as opposed to $15,000. It costs me $5,000 of revenue to go to John. If that thing pops a big claim during the course of that year, and it would have taken me out of the contingency uh, bonus for my agency, we've gone from it being a $5,000 decision to being a $100,000 plus decision. So when you think about the fact of John Dunny, we're not going to debate the merits of John's net worth. I think he lives a pretty healthy lifestyle down in St. Croix the majority of the time. He's worked for that. It's not even about whether or not John needs your money. It's not about the fact that you're giving up five percent it's you're protecting a much larger revenue stream in terms of your commissions or your contingencies and i'm not willing to put those at risk based on where the current auto market is right, right? there are carriers that i have that are multi-lines carriers national carriers that will write workers comp nope i'll put it with my monoline comp carriers all day here in florida mm-hmm for a lot of reasons, but one reason is I want to isolate the workers comp exposure from the rest of the stuff. Cause if we have a shock loss on an account, we're still trying to get our arms around. I don't want to blow up my contingencies and I don't really get the same kind of deals from the monoline comp carriers that we have contracts with that I would from, from my other, other companies that write multiple lines of business. So you really need to think through that. And it needs to be something that you're sharing with your producers and teaching them to think along those lines because it will ultimately help them write more profitable business for themselves and the agency. And you know what? Maybe your producers don't want to hear that. Maybe they don't 
have the ability to to think at that global of a level, that brings up a whole other conversation about what you're doing from a perpetuation and succession planning standpoint, profit sharing, equity, all of those things. And that's a different topic for a different day. But you got to get everybody rowing the boat in the same direction. And I mean, that's a really, to me, it's logical and a no-brainer, but it is a creative approach, man. You don't hear a bunch of wholesalers out there saying, here's why you 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 use me. Let me take that risk. Let me let me take take on the brunt of it. It it, it makes all the sense in the world, especially if you're an agency that's already in the money from a contingency standpoint, you want to preserve that. And if you're a growing agency, you want to do everything you can to get it. So get your volume with your carriers, but make sure the volume you're putting with them is the right stuff exactly. and it's the clean stuff. You know, to sum all of that up, I have an old Italian friend that's about a mile away. And he always says to me, Giovanni, it, no matter what you take in, it's what you put in your pocket that counts. And he's right on the money with that. 100%. 100%. So let's talk about the other stuff that you have, because I mean, it's not limited to just this auto product. Absolutely. I know you do have some other things, and I know that that's an ever-changing market, and it's changed just since you and I saw each other last in New York when we were in Syracuse a few weeks back. It changes constantly. Yeah, We, we offer... Um, as we've talked about, we have the Raider. We have multiple uh, markets for BOPS and workers' comp uh, in the states that we do business in. Uh, we're also an agent who – there are agents who still like to write a lot of personal lines, and we offer uh, personal lines Raider for agents. We offer a real-time life portal for our agents that does everything from the application to, I'm sorry, the quote to the application to the medical follow-ups and policy issuance. So we're starting to uh, get some traction with that now. We offer that in five states. Um, we've got some regionals that we use in the Northeast who will do some different things. We've got one of the student housing. We've got another one who's given us an exclusive coastal homeowners market in Long Island. We've got another one who writes restaurants uh, up and down the East Coast. Coast, Virginia North, I should say, uh, artisan contractor markets, lessers, we love lessers risk. We've got markets that will write uh, mixed use buildings where you've got commercial on the first floor and maybe habitational upstairs. There's a lot of carriers that uh, don't like that. Um, can't tell you who yet, but we think that we have uh, gotten a carrier who's willing to appoint us to write. Uh, Bops and CPP business down in the great state of Florida. We're not seeing that yet, but we think we put that deal together while we were at the FAI conference last week. Um, we're we're real strong. Our strongest states are New York, New Jersey, Florida, Texas, California, the big ones. Uh, but we are in. Uh, we're licensed in twenty-seven states. We have no volume requirement. We have no sign-up fee. We have no monthly fee. It's just give me all the good business you can get, and in return, I'm going to make it as easy for you to place it with us as we can possibly make it. And the portals that we've developed, primarily for commercial and also for life and personal lines are an avenue for us being able to deliver that. So let's talk for a second. When somebody wants to send you a piece of business, what's your expectation, man? What do you need from them? Sure. What 
What is the picture-perfect submission to John Mason's team at Shenango Brokers? Picture-perfect submissions are very much like the ones that I – and I'm not just saying this, but like the ones we get from your office and the ones we've seen from some of the members of your killing commercial program. The applications are properly completed, including prior insurance history, loss runs, unless it's a, a, a new venture, always very helpful. Um, if you can give us some cross-sell lines to quote, that always makes us more competitive. Giving us a few days notice, you know, send it. And, and when I say a few days notice, I'm also talking about give us the real effective date. Every agency in the world knows the trick that if you put today's date on it, maybe it'll go right to the top of the pile. We don't operate that anyway because we use a queue and everything it comes in. We have a team of underwriters who are cross-trained in both personal and commercial lines, and they work in a queue and they move the things in. And most of our quotes go in and out the same day unless it's something as an underwriter referral, which we have no control over. So that ideal submission is going to come in with all that complete information. If it's something that we're going to be looking for credits on or we need to get experience grading, we like to have safety manuals, uh, anything that you can do that we can use to document credits. Uh, for our commercial auto program, it is not necessary to send us uh, MVRs. So don't go to that expense. One of our, our, our number, our lead carrier, actually runs MVRs that they don't charge for on commercial. We're not going to we're not going to supply them to you, but we use them to uh, underwrite the uh, application. So there's no need to do that. We need four years loss runs. If it's a fleet, don't send us loss runs. Or if, I'm sorry, if it's non-fleet, don't send us loss runs. We need four years worth for fleet. So we'll, we'll quote just based on driving history, prior insurance. Hey, John, what do you, what do you classify as fleet versus non-fleet sure. so that the agents understand? Non-fleet is one to four vehicles. Fleet is five and up. Our lead carrier has changed their underwriting guidelines to a, a maximum of 19 power units. However, um, we watch applications that come in with multiple named insureds because you can always break those apart uh, if it'll work with DMV, et cetera. Uh, we watch for fleets that come in with uh, branching locations that are spread across multiple states because the carrier also writes a separate policy in each one of those states, so we can easily break it apart, do the best we can. If it's over 19 power units, we have another A-rated carrier who will take a look at it. And if, God forbid, we can't do something with either one of those carriers, we have a whole bunch of other carriers that will look at the commercial auto as part of the whole account. We have another one. We'll look at it with workers' comp support only, and we have them in all of our states, and they're quite competitive. So um, when the applications get here, you, usually one of our more senior underwriting people reviews them. We look for missing information. We get it ready to get it quoted. If everything is there, we'll get it out the door pretty quickly. Otherwise, you know, there's a dialogue going back and forth uh, with missing information, and that's what wastes everybody's time. And we, we feel that, you know, a good submission could come in and go out real fast. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that so many times we want to take shortcuts and try and get stuff out the door of our agencies and into guys' hands like yours that it ends up the process takes so much longer because of that back and forth dialogue to get 
all of the information needed before it can leave the the wholesaler's office, right? Whereas if you just take the extra couple of minutes on the front end to make sure that it's right. I read a book a couple of years ago. Yeah. The extra two minutes. I think you're yeah, seriously. With it. <laughs> it, yeah, it applies to that though, right? Like it's Absolutely. not that big of a deal. I, I think of an account right now, and we didn't. We didn't place this with um, with Shenango, but it was, went direct with one of our workers' comp carriers. And like, if I described the demographic of the account, everybody and their brother would tell me, no, we couldn't get this done. I even went to a workers' comp wholesaler to get this done, and they were having a hard time. And I finally stopped and went back and like, what what didn't I do? And I didn't tell the story. I didn't tell the story the way I needed to tell the story. And so I went in and this account is a general contractor that does $80 million a year in revenue. They're a paper GC with 100% sub exposure. And if you know anything at all about Florida comp, you know that deal's already dead in the water before I got that far, right? Well, guess what? I wrote it with a 50 states admitted A-rated comp carrier because I went back in and I told the story. I, I created a video that walked them through Here's here's what we do from a training standpoint. Here's how we document that. Here are the certificates of completion for the people. And it mirrored all of the top loss drivers. And it was a 10-minute, 10, 12-minute video. Nicole in my office walked through how we actually build the risk management center for the client so that they have a place to monitor the certificates and get the subcontractor agreement signed for all of the subs. And we proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that not only do we have a product to measure, but we're measuring the absolute perfection that all of these people have certificates and they're doing their job right. And having and been so on the other side of that and reviewed some submissions that have come from your office, We've actually used that information when you've included it, which you usually always do. If something's got a little hair on it, we've used that to try to sell it to an underwriter. And the fact that you, I remember one in particular that you'd had for, I think, eight or nine months when you submitted it to us, and they'd had a hell of a frequency problem uh, with first-party claims. And I think they probably thought of insurance companies like the lotto or something. And yeah, as soon as savings your risk management practices went in, that loss rate, that loss uh, frequency just dropped right off. Yeah, I think a lot of times people hear us talk about it on the podcast and they think it's just sales shtick. You know what I mean? No. They just think, oh boy, yeah, he's out promising that at the point of sale. That's why he's getting deals done. No, I'm getting deals done because we actually deliver on what we promise. Exactly. So everything you hear us talk about, and that's to me, that's the biggest compliment I can ever get when I go somewhere is when somebody does have that opportunity to interact with um, my team, you know, in a one-on-one -on -one basis, whether it be in a submission standpoint or, you know, I have other agencies that have questions. How do you do this? How do you do that? And I'll put them in touch with a member of my team to explain that every single time they're like, holy crap, everything this guy says is a hundred percent true. Mm -hmm. He's actually doing what he's saying. And I know that I can say it without any issues at all. Cause 97% of the people listening to this are never going to take action. It all sounds great when you hear it on a podcast and people get excited and they, they want to go change the way they're doing things and write more profitable business and everything else. But when it, when push comes to shove, nothing changes because it requires a little bit of extra work, but that little bit of extra work is the difference between whether many people have a million dollar book or not. Right. Period.
Right. And you've got to be very savvy and you need to work hard, but you work hard in your business and you work hard on your business. They're two different things. And you have to be a strategist and not afraid to put the hours in, particularly in those beginning years. Uh, yep. Like every other young agent, 30, 35 years ago, I was sitting at people's kitchen tables at 8 o'clock at night, missing my kids growing up. And, you know, we've talked about it now and they appreciate, you know, the fruits of what I did. But, yeah, it, it's a tough thing and you have to make that decision. I'm just going to go out and I'm going to kick tail and uh, going to get this done and you, you make things happen. Well, listen, man, I don't, I don't want to just continue to beat a dead horse. You know, people, people need to be using Shenango brokers. I think one of the main reasons why, I mean, you talked about the Raider, you talked about your program and all of that, but John, I think one of the main reasons they should be using Shenango brokers is because of John Mason and your experience and your pedigree. So what I want to do is we wrap this thing up is I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to ask you, what are three things that you would tell any new producer that's coming into the game that they want to be better at what they do or even learn what the heck they're doing. What are three things that separate the great producers from the above average producers? I think the great producer takes the time to understand the industry that he's trying to work in and takes that to the second point. I'm a big believer in niches are riches. So understand, study a few industries get to know them, and then really get to know your niche. You've got to be better at it than anybody else. You need to understand the tricks of the trade so that when your opportunities come, you can close on them. And third, in addition to that knowledge, you need to understand how to connect with people. You, you need to understand how to communicate, the way we communicate verbally is a lot different sometimes the way we can communicate uh, in a written form. And I think good communication skills, in addition to the knowledge, uh, are critical. And I think the last thing you asked me for three, I'm giving you four. You've got to have drive. And that alarm clock gets out and get, goes off at four o'clock in the morning, gets your out of bed and get going and make the most of your day and don't be. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, uh, I think if I were to give anybody advice, one thing I would add to that is embrace the mundane, you know, embrace the grind is, you know, what we call it. But at the end of the day, you're not going to write more business than your competition. If you're not knocking on more doors than your competition, you're not going to write more business than your competition. If you're not making more phone calls than your competition, you're not going to sell more business than your competition. If you're not sending out more email marketing pieces, more direct mail, I could go for days on all of these things, but at the end of the day, you just have to be a little bit better. That's it. A little bit better. You don't have to be light years better. You gave me a pearl about a month ago. You you did a speech for the New York Big Eye and did a fabulous job. It was good to see you there. I'd forgotten all about ringless voicemail. Well, I got to tell you, insurance agents all across America have been getting voicemails about commercial auto over the last couple of weeks, and we thank you for it. It works really well. So good. Uh, sharing with each other is also something I'd advise young agents to do. Network. Listen to the people who've been doing this a while who've been successful. They're always happy to tell their story. Hey, I share literally every trick that I know every time I have the opportunity to do it. 
So for the agent out there that wants to keep everything close to the vest, for the agent out there that doesn't believe in collaboration, I would ask you this rhetorical question. You think I'm hurting for business? No, because the more I share, the more is shared with me. I can't tell you the number of times that I'll take 30, 45 minutes just because somebody's struggling with something, not somebody that's even in, in, in a paid community to be able to have access to the tools that we teach in Killing Commercial. Just an agent that's struggling on a deal and somebody tags me in social and says, this is the guy you need to talk to. And they'll jump on Facebook Messenger or LinkedIn Messenger and they'll ask me a question and I'll say, hey, let's just jump on a quick Zoom. Here you go. And I'll spend 30 or 45 minutes just sharing. This is exactly how I would do that. A lot of people in my situation wouldn't do that. They wouldn't want to give up the time of the day. They feel their time is more valuable or whatever else. Over the years, what I've realized is every time I make that investment, it comes back to me 10 times in referrals or whatever else. So I, I'm a kind-hearted person. I'm very generous with my time, but understand I also know that I will reap the benefits of investing in relationships with other people. So I, I don't want people to think it's always just, well, David's a really nice guy. I am, but I also need to make money too. I just figured out that I can do both. You can't. And it's all about helping people. And it does come back to you tenfold. And, you know, been around this industry about 35 years. And I remember the people who helped me. I remember the lady who taught me how to fill out an accord personal auto form. So I could send it to Shenango Brokers and get a good quote. Um, I remember the former competitor in the wholesale business who helped me make some connections to get Shenango really cranking 20 some years ago. Um, you don't forget those things and it's appreciated. When I get the opportunity to pay it forward, I like to do so. Absolutely. Well, listen, man, I want to go ahead and wrap this episode up because we're, we're coming up on, on an hour of, of when we were supposed to start. I was a little tardy getting here, but is there, as we wrap up, is there anything that we've left out that you want to make sure everybody hears before we close? Yeah, I, I want to just let everybody know what our website is and because you need to be signed up with us to access our commercial lines radar. You need the website. And if you need to submit something to us quickly, we're happy to do that. We'll do the manual quote until you get signed up. Our website is shenangobrokers.com. That's C-H-E-N-A-N-G-O-B-R-O-K-E-R-S.com. And if you need to send us a submission, the email address is quotes at shenangobrokers.com. One of our underwriters will uh, work, work directly with you to get your business quoted on the books. Our new business underwriters can also open your account. You don't need to wait for a marketing rep. And there is contact information for all of our team members on our website. And we have some very experienced people on the team who are able to help you, as well as some real experienced people on our management team uh, we're available to assist when you need that as well. Well, by the time this comes out, you don't know this, John, but I do. And that is that if you want to learn more about Shenango Brokers, you can go 
to killingcommercial.com forward slash Shenango, and we're going to have a recording. This podcast recording will be there. There's going to be some information from me. I'm going to talk to you about how we're using them at Florida Risk Partners specifically to place business with them. And you're going to have the ability to click and immediately go to wherever you need to go to sign up with John. Uh, he has been very gracious in helping the killing commercial community, whether it be participating in our boot camps or being an event sponsor in Key West this summer. And I, this is this is me paying it forward, John. I want to make sure that people can find it. If they're somehow poking and prodding around our site, they'll be able to get to you from there as well. And while you're on the domain, you may as well check out some of the other people that we are creating these little landing pages for. They are friends to Killing Commercial and the Power Producers podcast, and we would absolutely love it if you would support them. John, thank you so much for jumping on on short notice. You told me about that Raider, man, and I mean, it was boom. Let's get a podcast out about this thing immediately. I want I want to get this out to the masses because there's a lot changing in the Raider game right now. Some of them out there that people are familiar with or messing around with their pricing a little bit. We've seen that through software technology, uh, software consolidation it, it it stays good for a little bit and then when the you know the 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 big ogre buys them they raise the pricing and now all of a sudden your hands are tied because you don't have another tool the fact that you're giving this away just blows my mind but not really it's one of the reasons why people should be doing business with you what when i get back out of that like we both know i'm a marketer so i'm going to get a significant number of quotes and binds out of it but this will keep CSRs going to Shenango's site day, day after day. And if there's some of my other products that aren't on the site that they want, I'm going to be top of mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. People, ShenangoBrokers.com or KillingCommercial.com forward slash Shenango. Either way, you're going to get to the goods. John, thanks so much, man. Thank Look you. forward to seeing you here in a couple of days down in my favorite place in the world, Key West, Florida. Sounds good. See you then. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com.